cannabis. Sativa. Dope. Indica. Weed. This is Leaf Life. All things cannabis for all people. Now, here are your hosts, Ricker and the Bearded Lorax. We publish a free magazine called The Leaf that is available in print in 13 states at your local cannabis retailer and also available online at leafmagazines.com. My name's Mike Ricker and I'm your host of Leaf Life with my co-host, Wes Abney, also known as... The Bearded Lorax. I speak for the trees. And there's Stashley. The token female. And Mary J. White. The smoking female. Welcome to the second half of this Leaf Life show called Money and Cannabis. In just a moment, we'll dig deeper into what we mean when we say smoke your economics. And we'll spin Stash's wheel to see what products Josh Kincaid, who's a capital markets analyst for the C3 Fund and host of the Talking Hedge podcast, this show's Greg the Guinea Pig is going to be trying next. But first, it's time for Who Does That? Really? You gotta be kidding. No way. Seriously? Utterly perplexing. Um, who does that? Mary J. White. Yes, sir. What's going on, Mary? What'd you pull up this time? I love this. Which rabbit did you pull out of the hat? Well, y'all know that several weeks ago, Brittany Griner was released from Russia. Yeah, a month. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, but she's free now. (laughs) She's back home. In the distant near future. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Do you know why that happened? Why? I will tell you, it's not because of all the high-level diplomatic stuff. Oh, no. No, no, no. This is great, Wes. Cannabis activists smoked weed outside the Russian embassy in Washington, D.C. They displayed a 51-foot inflatable joint with the message, Free Britney! Really? And free 420 prisoners. And, of course, everything started at 4.20 p.m., right? Why wasn't this all over the news? Well, because it's cannabis, probably. No, it's because the president freed Brittany Griner. Oh. Right? Well, the, but these people helped. For the people. But, That's right. But that wasn't reported on. That, no, this you know, wasn't. The activism. And Whatever. this was like Go a ahead. big deal. They're outside the embassy and did all this stuff. Right. Should have um, been news. The, the head guy says, it's time for the public to rise up and defend Brittany Griner. If we're going to fight for prisoners to be released in the United States, which yeah. has been happening, we need to fight for them to be released everywhere internationally. And I love this because I frequently travel with one or two vape carts yeah. upon my person. And that's what she got arrested for. Sure. Right? Was yeah. her- Don't travel to Russia. Yeah. yeah. Good plan. Not going to go to Russia. Oh, there, I'm sure there are other countries that would bust you for oh, yeah. you know smuggling weed into the country if you had it in your uh, suitcase. Yeah. North Korea, yeah, yeah. China. Yeah. Well, places like most, you most of those weed to, Yeah, most of those other countries I would rather smoke their weed. Anyways, or maybe like, don't even you say Japan. that till you travel to Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. I did travel to Turkey in really? 2014. Yes, oh, wow. I stayed at Istanbul in Cyprus. Was the I did good? smoke Turkish hat. Did okay. you like it? You loved it. No, no. you didn't. It's <laughs> like fucking garbage. Oh, there you go then. <laughs> all stepped on. But you know, the real story is. I didn't travel there with hash. Oh. Yeah, which okay. would have been potentially dangerous. Why? Yes. I saw Midnight <laughs> Express, the movie. You've ever oh, seen that? Oh, God, that movie. Dude gets busted with a bunch of Turkish oh. hash and spends a bunch of years in Turkish prison, and it's oh. very ugly. Scary. Yeah, great very movie. Scary. Go watch it tomorrow. Yeah. But the real story there is Brittany Griner was freed, yes. obviously, but we still have over 30,000 prisoners yes. in the United States for cannabis-related offenses. Ridiculous. If we're going to put all that energy into freeing her. And millions of dollars. 
Yeah. Correct. Uh, who obviously broke the law knowingly going into a foreign country. And, you know, I'm not advocating for anti-cannabis any, in any stretch of the imagination. The, the reality is that we still have tons of prisoners here that need to be freed. Yeah. And nothing's being done about it. But for diplomatic reasons or political reasons, we got her out of jail for the benefit of the Democratic Party. And I'm not you know, one side or the other, but I do see a problem there. Okay. So I'm just glad she's out and I'm glad the demonstration helped. Well, I want 30,000 dudes or people out. Yes, yeah. Okay. That's when I'll be happy. Is better than none. By comparison, I just went to MJ BizCon. I had an ounce of flour and then I had eight, um, three and a half gram blunts with me with two grams of, uh, vape carts, indica and sativa. Wow. I came back with 28 one gram joints. Uh, there was a joint rolling machine down there. That's why I bought the ounce for, I didn't, I wasn't going to buy Vegas weed. You know, right. That's no. too much. Yeah. So, uh, the, um, going through the border or not border, uh, customs, no problem. Or not customs. Um, what are they called? TSA. 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 Going through TSA. Same thing. Going through TSA, no problem getting down there. Coming back, they saw these individual joints. They're like, ooh, making comments, whatever. I still got through. Yeah. Really? Hey, I just went through last week to California and forgot that I had some edibles and a jar of weed in my backpack. And my sure enough, my backpack gets singled out, you know, goes through the machine and stuff. And I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't even look at that one pocket. All of a sudden, it occurs to me, the guy, the, you know, frumpy dude kind of takes the backpack, goes over, puts it under the scanner or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm like how's this gonna work out yeah. you know i'm about to defend myself or whatever he goes nope don't see anything like he saw the weed yes and knew that he saw the weed and wanted to let me know but he didn't see any bombs and he handed me the backpack you're free to go so no uh there's no problem really transporting from state to state but going into russia is a problem yeah, you gotta now be. let's get you high again bro and spin stash's will come yeah. on stash do your job Woo. come on stash there we go. <laughs> we're talking. Josh, we're yeah. just talking. Hey, we're already man. getting into it. You, got, you forgot to smoke, Josh. Uh oh. You got to make up for it. I pulled another joint. Oh, there it is. That's going to be a mimosa. Oh, yummy. From okay. the Saints Pack. Right. The weed. Great moments in weed history pack. Way to go, Stash. 1991. She got Good it job. up. Good That's job. a stoner being elo- eloquent. Yes. I like how Josh smokes. You know, he's very gentlemanly. You know, no. I got to test these out. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a joint connoisseur. I can so I got, see that. Got a, he's got a gray beard. He's, he's got, got great hair. You know, he's like a young Gandalf. Yes. Right? <laughs> oh, I can see him about 100 years from now with that long robe on and that big yeah. old beard. Josh, go ahead and... Uh, you're not a hobbit, right? Well, Gandalf's not a hobbit. He's, he's a wizard. still yeah. Gandalf a wizard? the Gray. I am, I am a wizard. Yes. I think he's Far very... Up. Yeah, very much I'm going to take a wizard. Hey, um... <laughs> Smoke your economics. Go ahead and hold on to that thing and share it with Wes some more if you'd like. But economics is a huge part of cannabis, not just in the industry, but it could be federally. If they federally taxed cannabis, that would be a big boost to the bottom line of our uh, not only national economics, but global economics mm-hmm. as well. So they have to take cannabis deeply into consideration and the legalization of it when you're talking about funding everything in the you know schools and everything else, right? Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of money to be made. Um, but where is it going? Washington State, we have no idea. Colorado's a little bit more. There's no way to track where all the tax money is going. There's right. millions um Close about billions of tax? Is there B- billions? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just in Washington state alone. Yes. Other recreational states have more billions. And where's that money going? Well, I thought it was all supposed to go to, you know, schools. roads and schools and good things and. 
Right. Yeah. Washington, I don't really know what they're doing with it. Uh, Colorado is probably one of the most transparent states right now. You can see exactly which potholes they're filling in the, in the streets and where, you know, what school lunch money is going to, all of that stuff. Washington, I have no idea. Um, and people have tried to trace yeah. that paper yeah. trail to a dead end. Right? Huh. Right. It's all it's up in smoke. Well, since we switched over to the LEAF, what is it, LEAF data systems or whatever, um, it's a it's a state-ran system. So the state runs and controls and wrote the, co- wrote the code, hired people to write the code for them. So it's all state-ran. They don't have to share that information with us if they don't want to. Because it goes hmm. into the general fund. Oh, mm-hmm. the general fund. Which, like which goes back to money. the police officers and, and LCB agents who are taxing us and throwing us in jail. It's going to be a lot lower, though. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on this, but just to cover it really quickly, because I think this is another uh, canary in the coal mine with Canadian producers owing 72 million U.S. dollars in taxes. Oh, so they're going to have a lot less money to spend on potholes and, you know, school lunch programs and stuff. So that's 172 out of 259 Canadian companies that are not paying their taxes. That's 66. They're not profitable. The only reason you don't pay your taxes is if you don't have the money to. As a business. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're seeing the same thing in some different markets. Huh. Like Alaska is a market where you pay the tax later. Oh. And, uh, and you know, it doesn't really work in the weed industry because <laughs> uh, now Alaska has a list of licenses. And it's all public up there too, domain, hmm. which oh. is so you can look up and you can see who's behind on their tax bill and even to what amount. Oh, that's embarrassing. All in the public Air. And, and it's, not, it's not just Canada. So it's happened in the U.S. too, even yeah. though like I, I bring up Canada first because they are legal, they're federal, and they can actually go through bankruptcy process, which I think will be interesting to see how that rolls out. Mm-hmm. When you compare that to the U.S., the top U.S. MSOs, they owe half a billion dollars to the IRS. Multiple state operators. Right. Wow. MSO. Right. So $500 million that they owe. So Verano, one of the uh, most, uh, they've got $92 million cash on hand, but they owe $161 million. Jeez. So they literally owe 78% more than they have. Ouch. Yeah. And they're not, that's, this is not abnormal. So it is, this uh, is uh, people going out and spending money on, on marketing and advertising and then not really understanding the fundamentals of the business. Yeah. Probably not having the right people in place, like a CFO who can direct all of the finances rather Don't than. Don't play marketing. I think they, they're yeah. spending too much money on lights and staff and overexpansion and, you know, business is not running lean. Having come you know, that's what into, happened yeah. to, to Canopy and all Aurora. They built huge, oh. bloated facilities and spent millions of dollars that they didn't need to. A fleet oh. of you know of Sprinter vans to deliver. Oh my know, god! Weed. Sure. Oh. And even with in Washington, twelve licenses, twelve retail stores, and half of them shut down within a, a year. Wow. You know, because they're all just, they just blew up randomly. Yeah. There's a producer processor in Washington state who just lost his license to his investor. His investor came in and then took it from him because he was spending a hundred thousand dollars a month on labor. When I went to his facility in 2018, I told him, Hey, you might not want to have an ice blender to grind your cannabis when you're making pre-rolls. You might not want to have 18 people on your pre-roll machine. You might want to invest in an automation. Yeah. And he was spending a hundred grand a month on labor. Wow. You, you, you can't do that and you can't ignore good common sense when it literally comes through your facility. And then when it happens and you lose your business, you can't go on Facebook and bitch about it and not mm. know that this was something that's going to come down the line. 
are investors, uh, is it fair? No, you, you built your business and, you know, as a, as a military vet and, and cannabis veteran, um, you should still be able to run your business, but y- you, you didn't reach out when you could have or should have. And as a result, you spent too much money on operations and human capital without reinvesting in the right way. You could have reached out and you didn't. And as a result, you lost your business. And he's going to be the first of many. This consolidation, capitulation, this wave of people getting out of the industry is just the beginning. And it's going to be huge. As interest rates rise, that's when the tide goes out and you find out who's swimming naked. And a lot of people. And I think that, and it kind of sucks to say this, but it's good. Some of the businesses that are hanging around shouldn't be in business, and that's part of the problem. Mm -hmm. It's saturated. But it's unfortunate. So we're going to go through this whole thing that we saw with uh, big alcohol, uh, where you have the top six MSOs creating $5 billion in revenue. But that's only 20%. So when you compare that to 9,900 smaller companies that are bringing in only 1.6 million compared to 5 billion, but they have 60% of the industry sales. So they have a lot of the volume, but they don't have the profit margins in order to create that 5 billion in revenue. So they have Ah. to have a ton of individual sales and that it's impossible to do that right now. So out of the ashes, we'll rise the Phoenix and we'll get some, some good quality connoisseur cannabis, but I think a lot of these people are going to have to just uh, vacate. There's too much price compression right now in the market, and that's a direct result of that cost of capital. It's too expensive for these small people in order to be able to afford that. They don't have the scale. They don't have the automation. They don't have the ability to compete. Wow. And like Wes, Wes likes to say, you got to sell a hell of a lot of eighths. Yeah. So yeah. prices down 50% as of December of last year, 50% in one year. Who can, who can handle that kind of price compression unless you're ready? No when company. Yeah. Your food has gone up by, you know, a hundred percent Yeah. in some cases, mm-hmm. you know, especially fun, delicious commodities and water yes. and electricity <laughs> and everything that it takes to run a business yes. with super high taxes as well. So what's the answer? The answer is consolidation. I think if you want to have a co-op model and you want to try to survive this, that's how they're going to be able to do it is to band together. And, um, and that goes across borders too, because eventually we're going to be able to uh, cross the state lines. And that's going to be huge is to right. reduce those redundancies. In the meantime, it's best to find somebody in another area, state, whatever, and really try to partner up with people and to create kind of um, multiple brands, multiple companies. They can come into your state, you can go into theirs, and you have a profit sharing or revenue sharing plan. And that's really, I think, the only way a lot of these people survive. That's excluding Oregon and and Oklahoma and places that have 3,500 and 7,500 licenses, respectively. There's no saving most of those people. And for the consumer... Cannabis is inexpensive right now. It's cheaper. It's gotten cheaper as everything's gotten more. Is it going to get more expensive eventually? No, I think it's going to come down. If you look at the price of tobacco being $18 a pound, it's going to mimic other agricultural products. It has to come down, but quality has to go up. On the short, uh, store shelves here, there's $130 ounces that smoke the same as $30 ounces. So let's let a lot of these companies go to the wayside. They need to fail uh, because they're not producing quality products in vegas what i notice is limited li- limited license states have to produce quality and they base a lot of these on terpenes and other you know more sophisticated measurements than just thc at the lowest price point 
So you need to uh, understand that there's more sophisticated connoisseurs out there, as well as uh, price conscious individuals like my brother-in-law who quit smoking. This is a lifetime smoker. But like Wes said, when gas and food and everything else goes up, what are you going to cut out? You don't want to. And the people call it like this sin stock. That's a vice stock. That's recessionary proof, but not in the face of historic inflation. Or you go cheap. You know, one of my old uh, tennis bosses used to say, you can't drink champagne on a beer budget. (laughs) And it's true. It's like, well, when, when you're broke, you buy beer. Yeah, exactly. And times are good to get champagne. Uh Yeah. And I can go through 50 plus ounces a year, you know, one a week. And so if I'm not going to spend $200 an ounce on quality. So I myself have gone through that too. I'm, um, I, you know, I, I look at, at things of value. So it's $200 isn't a lot, but it adds up. And so yeah. being frugal, smoking 50 ounces, no yeah. shit. being frugal, I want to find something that's of good value. So I'm going out and I'm looking for pesticide free outdoor around 20, you know, 17 to 20%. And I've really kind of reduced what, what I'm going after too, in order to kind of keep my, my habit going, uh, I've got to reduce what I'm willing to spend because prices are, you know, are high. Everything mm-hmm. is. It's great. Well, it sounds like you're not just smoking your economics, brother. That's true. All right. Now, Josh, it's time for you to play Know Your Slang. Oh. Yo, peeps, it's about to get lit. Hello, <laughs> fellow teenager. <laughs> it's time to ask if you know your slang. Oh, this is going to be crunk. All right, Josh. <laughs> You're the right guy for this one. Oh, oh I don't yeah. I don't know. Oh, he yeah, knows Daddy. his money, Mary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> money slang? Ooh. Yeah. Okay, number one. Here we go, bro. Do you know your slang? This is a term used for money, but you wouldn't want to make a sandwich with it, as the term implies. Oh, oh, I know, I oh, know. Mary, ooh. You want to make a sandwich out of it? Yeah, bro. All right, that's a term used for money. You got that. He's thinking. Um, Tick tock, tick tock. Mary. He doesn't know it. Lettuce. Uh, no, darling. Oh, it's, cheddar. It's bread. Oh, bread. Oh, oh I thought God. it was lettuce. It's bread. It's or term used for money. You wouldn't want to make a sandwich with it. Cheddar and lettuce and bread. Whatever. It's a you guys are fucked. Oh, yeah. Number two. <laughs> this is definitely something sharp that you would want to put in your sandwich. In fact, if you grill it, it's the only thing you put in your sandwich. Oh, there we go. <laughs> cheddar. Hey! <laughs> I'm blaming the Saints joints again. I would. <laughs> way to go, Saints. All right. Got the guy stoned. You were very articulate, by the way. Yes. And number three, although no one in their right mind. Stashley, are you yawning? Are we yeah. boring you? Can you please make really sure you smoke one. sativa next time? <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> Louise. Lord have mercy. Although no one in their right mind would ever make a sandwich out of these tasty little mollusks, it has been known to make a favorite soup enjoyed by bearded Loraxes everywhere that generally include another slang term for money, which is bacon. Correct. Oh, good job. Yeah, there you go, bro. All right. Oh, Way to go, man. dog. Two out of three is not bad. That's uh, never actually heard According to Meatloaf, that's correct. <laughs> is that another term for... Nobody gets that. No. Uh, never mind. That was a song, like, what, in the 80s? Two out of three ain't bad. Oh, By yeah. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Remember, Mary? Yeah. yeah. Um, Dashboard lights. Okay. Um, yeah, I got you. Uh, Josh, where can we find you on social media? <laughs> uh, the Talking Hedge. Yeah? Yeah. It's a cannabis business podcast. Far out. Check it out. I've and been he, on it. Mary's been on it. Yeah, and it's he does. Wes has been on it. He's yeah. So good. Wow. Do I feel left out? Rick, 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 you were invited. You just didn't show up. Oh. Bull. 
shit. I do not remember that, but I smoke a lot of weed. So, thank you so much for being on the Leaf Live podcast and hear me on the Talking Hedge podcast very soon. (laughs) Hey, Wes, next week, Burning Man. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I can imagine nothing worse than being out in a nasty, dirty, hot desert with a bunch of dirty people. No, thank you. We're going to talk about it next week, Mary. Okay. Damn dirty people. (laughs) Dirty hippies. Download this and all Leaf Life episodes at leafmagazines.com. You can listen to all Leaf Life podcast shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube. Just look up Leaf Life Podcast V2. Now here comes another episode of Stony Baloney, which is also available at leafmagazines.com. And please be kind to animals and burners. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms podcast. I started the Pop Moms podcast Well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.